you're shooting at the target, but you're like, pew, 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 instead yeah, yeah. of trying to get those bullseyes with every shot. Right. So we right. undersell. And that's another thing that makes me crazy. Business owners, I'm telling you, you're doing it all over the place. Hey, entrepreneurs, are you going full speed just trying to keep up? Do you feel you have more losses than wins? For years, I was rushing to get to the next thing. There was always something that I had to learn before the thing I actually needed to learn. I felt like I was running in the wrong direction and moving even further away from my goals. So the big question is, how do you stop the craziness? How do you get to your next win? Well, this podcast will give you the answer. Join me on my journey as we have real conversations about struggles, successes, and tips so we can get you quicker, faster results, no fluff, and get you to your next win now. Hey guys, have you connected with me on Clubhouse yet? I'm really looking forward to meeting and talking to you. Check it out at Chris Ward Clubhouse. Let's connect. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Win the Hour, Win the Day. I'm your host, Chris Ward, and today we have Connie Whitman in the house. Okay, she is known for her high-energy, passionate, heart-centered, and enthusiastic approach to teaching and coaching. Now, Connie is here to talk to us about sales, all right? She's a three-time number one international bestseller, author of the book ESP, Easy Sales Process, Seven Steps to Sales Success, speaker, podcast host, and influencer. Connie is an inspired teaching, transformational tools, contents, ensure that business owners and sales people grow their revenue streams through enhanced communication skills. Connie, let's dive right in. What does that mean? It means so much, Chris. There's so much to tell <laughs> and okay. such little time to do it. You know, it's it's funny. But yeah, clearly I am passionate. I love, I love teaching and coaching people literally had to get out of their own way. And that's really what we talk about with, with sales. We think that several things are happening when we talk about sales. People are internalizing that icky, sleazy, pushy because of what's been personified on TV and through movies and stuff like that. So as soon as we realize that, oh, I'm having a sales conversation, I think subconsciously we go into that, oh, I'm being icky, sleazy, and pushy. So number one, I'm on a movement to change that paradigm of thinking because it's awful and it's wrong to one where we're really coming from this place of love, care, and respect. Go ahead, question. Yeah, what I was going to say is I wanted to unpack that a little bit because what happens is I think people hear the word sales and it sounds like I am going to enforce something upon you against your will and not actually steal your money, but manipulate you out of money. Right. And so then you're always apologizing, you know, for the sales process, but really it's and you can tell us better than I can, but it's educating a consumer for their best purchase. That's exactly right. And here's the thing, Chris, if, if, if what I'm selling or what I'm offering or what my you know, zone of genius is, is going to help the person in front of me, why is that icky or sleazy? You're helping the person yeah, create yeah. whatever it is they're looking to create, save time, save money, whatever, whatever. It doesn't matter. So we have to change that paradigm of thinking. And that starts really mentally that, that starts with us internally. And then the, the, the external things that we should be doing is you really do need to be prepared. And, you know, we only have 20 minutes. So there's so many things that I can, I can share, but, but the okay. tip of the iceberg really is being prepared. And I 
think oftentimes we're rushing and we're, we have so much to fit in in a day and we have all of this to do. And then we go, oh, I have a call or, oh, I have this appointment or I have the Zoom meeting. And we just show up and we don't prepare before we get on the call meeting, whatever it is, face-to-face, et cetera. Why? Why do we do that? And then what uh, happened? Uh, can I tell you why? Yeah, sure. <laughs> go ahead. Tell me. I will tell you why. And I did this for years because you know what? You think sales is a back, even when you feel good about it, you sort of feel like, okay, especially when you're newer in business, I think it's like, I'm here to convince you, you need me. Right. Correct. And in my really beginning years of business, I've been in business for quite a while now, but in the beginning years, I swear, if you said something, I just breathe in and then exhale. Don't worry. I don't need to breathe for another 10 minutes because you're just, you're dancing as fast as you can. And you yeah. want to just throw enough out there in the rookie years to convince somebody of something. But then when you get a little bit of business maturity and some experience under your belt, what happens is you think, okay, I know my product inside and out when, when they show up, I will then educate them on why I'm good at what I do. However, and why you're here is the, the sales process is a whole beast on its own. And now when I have a strategy call or a sales call, I have a whole process that I open it up because we're all about super toolkits that make your business super efficient. It's all about consistency and all that stuff, not relearning or re- everything being a new project. And I will look and I'll even have different things like, you know, you're always reading, I'm reading books on sales and power words and this and that. And I will just look at all this stuff and make sure my slideshow is open, make sure this is ready, make sure that's ready because it's a process on its own. And I think we often think it's just an extension of what we do. And then you forget, no, no, this is a whole different beast. It's kind of like being a hairdresser, not showing up with your scissors, right? Exactly. So, so that's what happens is you show up and you think, oh, no, I know my stuff inside out because it's all about my product. I'll just wing it and answer their questions. But you have to reframe it and know that this is a different meeting, just like a coaching call is different than when you're working with your team and stuff Absolutely. like that. Yeah, it's, it's true. It, right. Stay in your lane. Yeah. Know what your objective is for that call, that meeting, yeah. that client, okay. whatever it is. So being prepared, it, I mean, here's the thing. There's so many sub skills or sub things that we need to execute to truly show up prepared. But here's the, here's for me, why that first step out of the gate is so impactful. The more prepared you are, forget about knowing your product and service, especially if you're a business owner, right? We're entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. If I don't know my stuff, then what? I really shouldn't be doing it, right? So I should be the expert. So being prepared with your stuff isn't what I mean by being prepared. You have to get in and, and within seconds, you have to be prepared and know how to jump into literally the skin of your client. And until you see, understand, fully feel and get who your client is, you've lost the sale right out of the gate. So that, that, that unpacking that whole process, um, you're hitting roadblocks every step of the way because your client has roadblocks that they've built because, oh, wait, I'm waiting for the pitch. What's the pitch going to be? How much is this going to cost me? We've been right. so manipulated by sales, whatever you, you know, going to Best yeah. Buy and buying a TV. We've been sold so much that all humans now, we're always buyers, doesn't matter what we're buying. We have barriers up. So right out of the gate, if you don't start peeling those barriers down, 
you've lost the sale. So forget about getting to the point where you, you talk about your zone of genius and how you're going to help them and why the person needs you and all of these great things that you do. And then you go, so what do you think? And they go, I got to think about it. I got to talk so, to my husband. So how do we get into their skin that quickly? What's, what's your angle on that? So they, see, there's no magic pill. <laughs> No, no, if that's only, fine. Right? If only, I love it. Like, can I take a magic pill? So number one. Where do one, we start? That, yeah. And I think being prepared is the one, you know, okay. where you go in and you show that client right out of the gate, you're all about efficiency. You're mindful okay. of their time. I'm going to, and, and have your um, position yourself right out of the gate at what your objective is with that client. What is the end result? So start with the end in mind and okay. then tell the customer or your client, this is what we're going to do today. And because this is what I, you know, through my research, whatever observations, et cetera, previous meetings, this is what I've learned. This is the objective of today. We're here and let's, let's talk about how to get there. So you're already setting up your objective for the meeting, but now the client is like, oh, well, that makes sense. So right out of the gate, you're prepared, clearly telling me where you're taking me, the client, that barrier comes down and thinks, I'm listening. Okay. You, you've got my time now I'm listening. And then okay. the, the, go ahead. Another question. Well, what is it? No, I think it's great. Uh, what I'm saying is uh, thinking is you're showing up like a professional understanding that this is, here's the framework framework in which we're going to interact in the next 30, whatever, 60 right. minutes Right. versus most people tend to show up uh, or and think, oh, this is about my product and I'm just going to react to their questions. So you're being proactive instead of reactive and you're treating this with respect of its entity of a different process. Yeah. And, and actually what you just said, they're actually reacting to the client instead of proactively taking the client. You should go in prepared with the roadmap, yeah. right? So right. you're driving the bus. You're right. letting the client think they're giving you the directions. Right. Okay. But you really know where you need to take them because if you truly understand whatever their situation or issue or problem or pain point, whatever your terminology is for that, and you truly are the right solution that you're in integrity and value and you're doing the right thing, which I, you know we all are, right? We're all trying to yeah. help our clients. Then you're, they're, they're kind of giving you the directions, but you're the one driving the bus. That's all part of that preparation. Yeah. Great, okay. great question. So what's another mistake you feel people should deal with? So, and right at it now, what I, the preparation piece of proving your value that I should give you my time, is that clear? This is our objective. And this is what I want to do with you today. Right. So that clarity right out of the gate of my promise at the end of the meeting, what, what is my promise? Second step is building rapport. And oftentimes what, what we do is we jump right from, okay, they, they think that I'm there. It's worth their time. Let me get into the questions. You got it. You got to understand who's in front of you and what I'll call it a behavioral style, but like how they're wired, right? How do they communicate? So example, Chris, you and I, we think fast, we fire fast, we move fast, we breathe fast. So if somebody is talking to me and they have a much slower demeanor, um, they're giving me a ton of detail in just that clarity statement I said, but they gave me so much detail. I'm already thinking, oh my God, are they ever going to get to the point? How much talking are they going to do? 
they, you know, they're breathing a lot. I wish they would, they would fire a lot faster. And, and by the way, this is happening subconsciously. I'm not really thinking, well, no, this person, no, I, you see I what I'm that. saying? I have so, the internal dialogue. I get it. Could you talk faster? Yes. And, and now you're almost like, you're almost wanting to do this with them. So here's the deal. If the whole process is going to take that long somewhere, I'm going to run out of, out of, steam, I want to say, or run out of my attentiveness, then I'm going to say, you know what? I really don't have time for this. Can we reschedule? I'm going to come up with an objection or an excuse because right out of the gate, they're not, they should have pepped up their step. Now reverse it. You and I are talking to a client that is very methodical, very thoughtful, and I don't provide three or four examples of what I'm saying right out of the gate. I've lost the sale because I'm not connecting with the way they need to be communicated with. So that's the other set, right? We're talking, this happens in the first one to two minutes of your conversations with your clients. We're blowing it right out of the gate, Chris. Okay. So that's a good point. So what you were saying, just to unpack that is this, when you're the consumer and if they're going too slow, they're not understanding how fast you move. And so there's a disconnect and you're like, okay, I got to get out of here because I'm going to set my hair on fire if I don't get out. Right. So, (laughs) so I get that. Okay. No problem. I have also learned in life. People do not want to be told to talk quicker. That's fine. I've learned it. (laughs) I don't have to learn it again, but anyhow, my team nicely tells me that. So that's fine. Then the rapport I think when you are high energy and enthusiastic, this was something I sound like everyone out there. I sound like I'm simple, but this was a struggle for me because I would be so passionate about what I'm doing and so excited, especially for the nature of what I do, um, where I really relieve a lot of pain. Most of my clients would tell us that they get back about 25 hours a week. Uh, the first month they get 25 Huge. hours back a week. And so I know I'm going to you know, really change their lifestyle with our whole win team thing. And what happens is I used to be over enthusiastic with helping. And so they would say hello and I would jump in and miss that. Hey, how are you? Where are you calling from? Oh my gosh, is it raining there? Like that, because I'm just all about helping, but really I was bulldozing. So that rapport and, and I had to write in my little sales notes at the top, ask them where they're from. Cause I'm talking to people around the world. Of you course. Know, I had to put in little social cues because my enthusiasm I'd forget. Right. And it's not that, but at the same time, it's funny the way you say that. I always said to people, well, I waitress all, you know, as a server all through university. And I learned so much from that. Like you show up, you have to be able to read the table. Are they there for romance? Are they there meeting their <laughs> biological father? You know, or what are they, yes. are they getting a job? You know, you don't know. So you have to read the table really quickly. And sometimes when we are selling our wares, you show up and you forget all the stuff that you know, because you just want to solve their problem with enthusiasm, but it blows your right, all the social cues and all the things you need to, to be mindful of out of the water. Okay. And what you really just described points. there by not reading the table, and that was a great, yeah. and such a great example, though, such a good visual, that if you're not reading the table and you start bleh at them, you're pushing a product, you're pushing the solution. Yeah. So it's like you're asking them to get married, and you they just came and sat next to you at the bar. Like, yeah. can you, hey, hey, can I, hey, can I buy you, buy you a drink? We're not even doing that. We're fast forward saying, you know why you should marry me? Because our kids are yeah. going to be really good looking or whatever. Yeah. So yeah, that's, that's the idea. And we rush through it. And here's the thing. We're passionate. We're so excited. We have the solutions. I can't wait to share. That's all wonderful. Time, timing is everything. Right. Okay. Okay. 
All right. So give us another one. What are the crimes we're committing? Crimes, I love it. It's not crimes. You know what it is? I think it's enthusiasm. So just, yeah. just be mindful. I want to talk about the word enthusiasm because you said that you were excited mm. and you're passionate. Um, our customers or our clients can also be passionate, but if you and I are excited, we're enthusiastic, you feel our energy, Chris, okay? There's mm -hmm. a difference. There are people who are enthusiastic and intrigued and engaged with you, but they have a calmer demeanor. So again, that rapport building, that's step number two, be mindful. Just because they're calmer doesn't mean they're not enthusiastic and passionate and excited about what you're telling them. So don't think I'm blowing it. I'm blowing it. Not necessarily. Read their body. Read their cues. Read, read, read the audience. Like you said, read the table um, so that you make sure you're not jumping ahead. So you want to make sure that you're really building that we're on the same page. Once we're on the same page, now make sure you go into your questioning skills. So it reminds me of a story where I was dealing with this client and he was very British and I, I didn't think it was going well. And I said to him something about, you know, whatever, does that seem of value to you? And he said, yes, yes, very much. And, and then he looked kind of blankly at me. And then I, I asked him something else. He said, Oh no, dear. He said, I'm British. This is my excited face. <laughs> so I was like, Oh, okay. So you see, yeah. so be, but be careful. I get, I commend you for asking that question mm. because we're assuming, and then this is what happens. We go down the rabbit hole. Oh my God, they're not interested. What am I doing? This is a waste. I'm not going to make the sale. And now I have to pay the bills. And then we start doing that whole mind journey of, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. Right. Instead of stop take a minute and truly understand your client before you start going down the rabbit hole of I'm not going to make the sale. And here's the thing. As soon as you start asking the client a question, shut your mouth. I say, put the virtual mm. duct tape on, put it on, mm -hmm. make sure it's on mm -hmm. tight, right? Go yeah. into that listening. So step uh, three and four really are married together. It's question listening. But as yeah. soon as you ask that question, regain control of your thoughts of, oh my God, I'm going to lose the sale. How am I going to pay my bills? I need to make money. Why are all my all clients saying no? they're feeling that energy? Ask yeah. the question, take a deep breath, start taking notes. Your brain is now working. Start taking notes on what the client is saying. And all of a sudden you'll find your, and then you're now you're engaged. Start to listen again, because what happens inevitably when we really, again, I started saying step inside your client, you have to get inside their skin, literally, right? So step inside them and go into that listening, that intimacy. And I don't mean that in a weird way, Chris, mm -hmm. but that intimacy of listening. So I fully understand them because as soon as that person through all of these little steps, we're, we're breaking down those barriers, right? Mm -hmm. Of those objections along the way because we've been sold to before, right? I've seen yeah. it on TV, that hard sell, they're pushing a product. So we have all, we, we all have it. It's subconscious, but it's there. So if you could break down those barriers one by one, by the time you do ask for the business, the client's like, uh, yeah, how fast can we do this? Because you've done a good job of fully understanding them, fully engaging them. I think we use these words, authentic and engagement, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. but I don't think people really understand what that means, Chris. I'm really over the word authentic because first of all, I don't believe anybody tries to be inauthentic. I just don't believe it. And so you, but you do you sometimes, 
I realized, oh, I'm more authentic doing it this way because I didn't understand. But I was following whatever, like I thought a professional looked this way. So I was right. being less Chris, but it wasn't, I was being inauthentic. I was just confused and finding my way, right? That's right. You're but right. I, I think also too, in my rookie years, God help you all who dealt with me the first two years I was in business because you think I'm high energy now, like <laughs> I was worse. And I would sometimes interrupt them with, they might have say three to five pain points. They get to two and I know I have the solution. I jump in out of enthusiasm to, you know, contribute, but you know, they have three or four other points to make that might totally change what I'm saying. And secondly, for the love of God, Chris, let them talk. Cause the more they talk, the more information they give you, the more they equipped you. So it's also, and I don't know if you guys are always smarter than I was, but I had to learn that the hard way. Don't interrupt them with the answer, which reminds me, this is a, a client of ours. He traveled around the world and he was telling a story about how he was in Japan and they were all standing around and they were trying to, they were closing a deal or something. And they, they went to say something and the Japanese man who, you know, was there, he went to respond, their client. And they interrupted him with another answer, but we can do this and we can do that. And it's going to save you money. And he put up his hand again. And then they kept talking. And so one of the other guys said, let him talk, let him talk. And the man turned to him and said, I buy. So they kept over talking him and all he was trying to say was, I buy, I will buy, please. Right. So don't over interrupt the I buy. Because you talk yourself out of the sale. And the other yeah. thing you said, I just want to comment on that when you interrupt, you're not fully getting the, the, the entire situation mm. so that instead of offering one service that perhaps you have to offer, you might be able to help them with three or four or help them with three things and say in the, this other piece, which is going to be critical that you also need, I have a colleague who could step in and handle this one little piece as well. So instead of providing this full solution, you're like yeah. shooting, you're shooting at the, the, um, the, 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 uh, you know, zero in on the, what do you call it? The target target. I vey. I couldn't <laughs> think of the word target. Ah! So you're shooting, you're shooting at the target, but you're like, pew, 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 instead yeah, yeah. of trying to get those bullseyes with every shot. Right. So we right. undersell. And that's another thing that makes me crazy. Business owners, I'm telling you, you're doing it all over the place. Um, they're blind spots and that's okay. That's why we're having, Chris and I are having this conversation, but you're leaving money on the table. I'm telling you, you're leaving money on the table. So if you, if you had a $2,000 sale, maybe you really should have had a $10,000 sale. You're leaving money on the table. Okay. So the questions. I'm sure we're doing stuff wrong in the closing. Tell us about that. Well, you, you want to hear the, the kicker? Step six sure. is the closing. Oh, okay. okay. That's the easiest step in my process. Because if you do one through five properly and you break down those barricades that the client has, because we all have them one by one, you take them down. When you get to step six to ask for the business, they're already saying, I buy. Bye bye. Mm, exactly mm -hmm. what that client was. They're already anticipating saying yes, because you were not wasting their time out of the gate. Boy, they get me that rapport building. Wow. Their questions. They listen to everything I said. Yeah. They fully understand me. Their recommendations. Oh, you hit every point that I hit. I, that recommendation was spot on. So by the time you ask, you've broken down all of the objections. The client's like, mm -hmm. sure. What do we need to do next? We yeah. don't get there though. Chris is the problem because we don't ask 
the right questions. We don't listen and we don't present well because we're really not hearing. And, and this is the, this is the truth. 80% of us, we take turns talking at each other because when you're talking, I'm thinking, well, when she shuts up, I'm going to say to 20%, probably even less than that of good salespeople and really successful business owners, they're exceptional listeners. So two mm. out of 10, your listeners really evaluate. I guarantee you, you're probably not a good listener. And that's not a criticism or a put down. It's raise your awareness because I'm telling you, it's affecting either you getting the yes or getting the bigger yes, right? Of leaving that money on the table. Yeah, you're so right. And it, and it, it's, you know, I, I was going to say, uh, I was going to say it's not about not listening, but it clearly is. What I mean is my, my enthusiasm overrode my caring to listen better. And right. so what I had to learn was if I hear myself talking, first of all, who the heck, I don't need to be talking. I already know what I know. I need to know what they need and they want and they know. Right. And so they should be doing like 80% of the talking. That is correct. I even catch myself starting to explain or talk or whatever, I realize, ah, that's not the voice you want to hear. Abort, abort, abort. And good rule of thumb, 80-20. You should yeah. be listening 80%. They should be talking 80%. So yeah. if you're hearing your voice, think of a question, ask a question, go back into that listening mode, take notes. Notes really are very helpful because mm. you're using your brain to actively listen. So notes are just a good trick. And I just want to comment on one more thing for, for everybody listening. Three things are going to happen or three things should happen when you ask for the business or when you get to that sixth step. One, they're like, let's do it, man. I'm ready to rock and roll. Two, you say, we're on the right path. You need to do X, Y, and Z before I could step in and help you with this next step, whatever that is. So you're saying to them, let's pause. We're going to follow up. You're going to keep me posted three months from now, two months from now, we'll be able to put this in place. So you're getting the business now. You're saying, wait, it's coming. Timing's off for you. This is what you need to do. Or the third one is, I'm not the right solution. You need to meet with my colleague or really what you need to look at. And I don't have anybody for you, but this is really what you're describing. You really need to do this. You should notice I didn't say get an objection. You shouldn't get an objection. If you've done everything correctly, you'll never get an objection. It's going to be one of those three outcomes. I buy, not right now. Let's continue to communicate and follow up with each other or I have the perfect person for you. I'm not the one who can serve you. My friend, Chris, is the one that really, this is her zone of genius. Let me do an intro. Okay, so I like how you think. There is no objection. There is no no, it, but but I may not be a good fit for you, so we'll, we'll gently guide you somewhere else, but I'm going to do such a great job of this that you're going to be asking me for something, even if it's just an introduction. Correct. And here's okay. the thing. Let's say, Chris, I now I meet, I have my client. I'm not, I can't help them that I'm not the right person. You are. And now I refer, but, but notice through the process, these people love me now. They respect mm -hmm. me. They trust me. And I say, yeah. listen to me, Chris, she's, a and I'm not just going to go, I'm going to introduce you to Chris. She's the one who could serve you. I'm going to go listen. She's a love. She, this is her zone of genius. Let me tell you, I, she helps me with ba, 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 ba. This is the, this is where, and they're like, yes. As soon as we hang up, as soon as we finish, I mean, let me, if I'm in the meeting with him, let me text her right now. Give me your email address. I'm going to email, I'm going to text it to her. She'll email you as soon as we get done with this. You guys connect and chat. I'm already, the layup, it's there. 
I've referred you, I've set you up. That person is already trusting and I've already covered what they need for you. So now when that client is ready for me, they're going to love me or you're going to hand them back to me or they're going to send me friends that know that I could be of service to them. So even though they didn't buy from me, they're referring to me. What? Okay. So instead of making a quick kill in the jungle and going, all right, we've got dinner tonight. (laughs) What you're looking at is building a tribe. It's all about community and relationships. Perfect. Okay. That is awesome, Connie. Okay. Connie, where can people find you? Where, where do they get more of your wisdom? The, the best place to go is my website, which is WhitmanAssos.com. And I have a free step two is the rapport building. I have a free communication style assessment right on my main page of the website. It gives you insight into your superpowers. Chris and I fire fast, think fast. We're movers, we're shakers. That's our superpower. Our blind spot, we need people to read through things for us because we're ready to send them out with major typos in them (laughs) because we're flying at the speed of sound. So our blind spot is we can miss detail. We can, so, but you have to know both the superpowers and blind spots. So if they Mm -hmm. go to WhitmanAssos.com, the free assessments there, I have free downloadables talking about my seven steps is on there. Ton of information. My masterclass, my book is there. ESP, easy sales process is there. I think it's $6.99 on on Kindle, Chris. Oh, you can't get better than that. Yeah. Super, super affordable. I always tell people your strength is also your weakness. Like, the, the same strength can be your weakness. Okay. That's fabulous. As everyone knows, I'll put them in the show notes for you because we really, cool. we always, you just cannot get, you know, you can never be good enough at sales. You know, that's why we had Connie here. There's always more to learn. To always make it more easier, to learn. make it more fun to make sure you're not leaving any money on the table. Connie, as always, you've been a blast. Thank, Thank you, you so much for joining us here at when the hour in the day podcast. And you Thank guys you. will see you on the next episode. Hey guys, don't miss out. Hop on over to free gift from Chris.com. That's free gift G I F T from Chris K R I S.com. We are constantly putting goodies in there just for you guys so that you can have a business that supports your life instead of consuming it.